This episode of the Inside Running Podcast is brought to you by Black Roll, innovation leaders for simple but effective tools improving recovery, activation and sleep for better performance in sport and everyday life. All their running collection is available now at blackroll.com.au. Welcome to episode number 230 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. Looking forward to talking running with my two co-hosts, which we do each week on this podcast. So if you're tuning in, thanks for giving us some of your time, and hopefully we can keep you company if you're out there running, especially for the next hour, 90 minutes. We'll see how we go. Welcome to my co-hosts down in Anglesey, Julian Spence. How are you going this week? I'm going all right, mate. That's not good. Doing, not, not, not doing a lot of running, but... I'm watching you guys. Actually, I'm not. I've just gone off Strava nearly totally, so I'm not even watching you guys do that. I think you got to do it, don't you? When you're not running mm. by yourself, you just got to start cutting things. Don't want to see it. Well, I'm so busy too. Like I don't really get a chance to scroll anymore. I used to spend a lot of time looking at Strava, and now I don't really do it at all. Yeah. Uh, I might go back look at a few athletes that I coach, but um, but I ain't just. Like, what do they call it? Doom scroll. It is a bit of a doom scroll when you're injured on Strava, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Place to <laughs> avoid, bit... I think, if you don't want to be thinking about running training. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit depressing. How much are missing? My other co-host up in Canberra, Bradley Croker. Welcome to this week's episode. Thanks, Brady. How are you going? I'm going well, thank you. Can't complain. Just saying off air, two weeks until school holidays. Weather, it's a beautiful time of the year this year, this time of the year, isn't it? Autumn. Yeah, it's my favourite time of the year, especially here in Canberra. I reckon between now and late April, early May, it's like the mornings are cool, days aren't too hot, it's generally not very windy. So, um, yeah, it's a good time in Canberra. Yeah, I agree with you. Do you guys like get that? Like, probably not where you are, Croaks, because there's not too many farmers, I guess, near your place. But when people start burning off their paddocks and stuff, moose, you kind of get that smell in the air, just a bit of like that, <laughs> that smoke drifting into town. We, we don't. No. You don't get that either? We're on the coast. We don't really have farms like right next to us. There's no farms near Well, there are farms, but I don't think that's a thing here. But we we do get... um, You know that autumn smell I'm talking about, though, don't you? uh, Down here is amazing because of the coastline. Like often, and it's happened the last probably two weeks, is that the the air temperature is colder than the um, ocean. And so you have this steam rising every morning off the ocean. I, I think that that's why why it happens, but it looks incredible. Like it, it's just the best time of the year. I'll say it again. Yeah. It's the best time of the year 
flat out, but especially on the surf coast. And for running. It's the best time of the year to do our yeah, sport. Is. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And I think because you know winter's coming, you just enjoy it like a bit more. Yeah. No you know, wind. No wind. Cross country season coming up. Still all the time, isn't it? Yeah. And oh, you also you. come off. You also come off all the hot days, so you get like a cool morning, and you feel a million bucks oh, compared yeah. to your normal runs. Yeah, yep. we sure do. Jesus, weather chat's got us up and about this week, early fellas, <laughs> which is good. Who wants to uh, go through their training week first? Probably you, Croaks. So you've done a bit more going by Strava than Moose. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, yes, yeah, so I had another pretty good week. Uh, Monday did an hour in the afternoon after work, uh, 4.22s, and then Tuesday morning uh, I did a session. So I did the hill session, um, except I did two sets of eight hills this time, whereas uh, two weeks before I did two sets of seven. Um, so, yeah, the hills are just over 40 seconds in length, um, jogged back in about 70-odd. And then after eight reps, I take three minutes um, between the sets and then do another set. And I find the, the the first rep of the second set always feels a bit garbage just because you sort of just still got a little bit of that sort of, um, I guess, lactic or just a bit of junk in your legs from the first set. And then you sort of run that out and feel, feel okay again. And uh, yeah, like I don't necessarily like hill sessions but i think it's doing me a lot of good because it's almost like a gym session as well i definitely noticed the last probably quarter of the session having to really focus on holding form because i know that all of those muscles around like my glutes and my hips and you know you're obviously having to recruit a hell of a lot more muscle fibers to get up the hill obviously starting to fatigue so you just got to focus on that form so um yeah going to keep doing the hills every every second week um, so that was uh, Tuesday morning. On our grading that, session, Croaks, where do you put this as a workout? B plus? Uh, a? Yeah, no, it's like a B plus, A minus. Like yep. it's pretty hard just because yeah. of the, you know, they're 40-odd seconds. Um, and for me, I, I think this will probably get easier the stronger I get. Like at the moment, as I said, towards the end of the session, um, I've sort of that feeling when you've been doing a gym session where you know that your muscles are starting to fatigue a bit. Um, which I don't get on any other sessions that I do on the flat. So I think it's doing me some good, but it's definitely the hardest session that I do every fortnight. Um, so that was, yeah, Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, just a lap of mulligans, 4.22s. And then Wednesday, I had the morning off because I was picking um, yeah picking Viv and the kids up from the airport around lunchtime. So I didn't work on the Wednesday. So I got out for my 90 minutes in the morning, 4.10s for, uh, yeah, 90 minutes. And then... Thursday afternoon, my standard sort of 45 minutes, 4.16s, and then did some, I did about five, five 20 second strides. Friday morning, did seven and a half K on the treadmill. Uh, must have had it on uh, somewhere between like 12 and a half K and, and 13, so around 4.40s for that. And then that afternoon, I jumped on the treadmill again and did a 40 minute progression run. Um, which I was surprised. I did a progression run about four weeks before this, and I did back then. I did ten minutes at three forty-fives, working down to so I did yeah, ten at sixteen k, ten at sixteen and a half, ten at seventeen, and then I did about three and a half minutes at seventeen and a half. Whereas this time around, I did ten at sixteen and a half, ten at seventeen, ten at seventeen and a half, and I still felt like pretty comfortable. So I did then ten at eighteen k an hour. So What's that, that got me um, wise, please. Uh, so oh, it's on Strava. It is this accurate? Three thirty-eight, three thirty-four, three twenty-nine, three twenty-two. 
close yeah so like mid mid 330s for the first one about 330 for the second mid 320s for the third 10 minutes and then 320s for the last 10 yeah so i end up averaging around just under 330s for 40 minutes um felt you, pretty strong pretty smooth what do you get think <laughs> don't know i'll yeah, it's not really one of their standard uh, standard sessions, but I, I think I said a few weeks back that you know I was going to alternate. So the Tuesdays are pretty much going to be hills every second week, and then the other track sessions will just be the 400s and the 1Ks every second week. I'll do the six minute session on the treadmill or outside, which which then leaves me one session that I sort of can mix so that's what i did for this one um yeah i might do fart like another week or just a hilly tempo something like that but it felt good um you know i got through a fair bit of volume and it was still in that sort of comfortably hard zone uh yep then saturday morning hour uh 419s at mulligans jumped on the treadmill again that afternoon for 35 minutes at 437s and then two hours uh, yesterday, um, so basically stand, same loop I've been doing for the last three weeks, so 409s for a week of 148. So pretty much the same as what I've done the, uh, the week before that. So another pretty solid week. Um, a strong week. There's a lot of strength in that week. Long tempo, hills, long runs, medium long runs. Yeah, like the Tuesday was obviously the, probably the hardest session and the rest, um, you know, the uh, I guess the long run was a bit quicker than the last few weeks. Um, yeah, so now it's all tracking along pretty well. Mum and I are in whether I have a bit of a down week at some point. Like the risk... Aren't you, you race, know, I, are you racing that Wollongong thing this weekend? No. Nah. Is that next weekend? Um, huh? No, nah, I'm not going. So no, um, the, guy who's, yeah, the guy who was pacing has got COVID and then I found out that Viv's got something on Saturday night and then we've got like a uh, the Canberra Airport open day. We're doing that on the Sunday morning, so... Yeah, but I'll do something hard before Sydney 10 in the next few weeks, either park run or I'll do like a hard lap around Mulligans on that, yeah, that 7K loop. The um, boys are going to be shattered about this, Croak, so they were getting pretty excited right. that you were going. They already, they already know. They already know? Told them. What was yeah. their reaction like? No, they were all right. They understood. Have you told um, Sam, the guy you're going head-to-head with? I don't think he I knows yet. I don't know Sam, but I've told the organisers. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, thinking about having just a down week because I – I've done this in the past where like you hit a certain volume and you like think, oh, more is better. Or if I don't keep doing this amount of volume, like then I'm having like an off week. Um, but I reckon, you know, if I was to string together, say three, three weeks of 145-ish and then drop back and had a week of 120, it's probably what I need to do. So um, I'll either do it this week or I might hold off one more week and then have the down week with when the Canberra Marathon weekend's on because that's um I'll be out sort of on the day doing stuff around there so yeah but you know body's good um I you know all my sessions have progressed really well over the last month definitely fitter than I was a month ago um so yeah it's good how many weeks till Sydney 10 because you need a uh, bit of like, data somewhere along here to see if it's working don't you like yeah but I can already but I can I can already see that in that progression run you yeah know, I'm running, but like, is it I'm working running, to get you in a 15 20 shape or you're in 14 50 shape like you, you need yeah, yeah but the treadmill no, but, stuff can be but, dodgy but, as well yeah but it's the same treadmill so it's the same uh, tre- mate treadmill is different treadmill is no, but I'm, a lot of people comparing... out there crushing workouts on treadmills don't do but, shit in on, outdoors. But I'm comparing my session from week. So if I'm doing yeah, yeah. session on the treadmill and I'm doing, I mean, I'm running faster and running longer, 
then it means I'm getting fitter. Yeah, but I, I just want to know what does that yeah. fitter actually mean? I don't know, but it, like, I, th- I think I'm moving pretty well. Yeah, I think you are too. I think you're strong. I think you got a lot of strength in there. So four oh nine for two hours over hills. I think it's five weeks till um, Sydney ten. Yeah, you need a rust buster in between, just a bit yeah. of a fitness check. So I was thinking maybe going out and doing the, the um trying to get the Strava record back around the Mulligans Loop. Oh yeah, that seven k that seven k just give, do a hot lap around there. That would be a pretty solid effort. That stacks up pretty well with your other opportunity at the store gift. You know, two pretty high profile things. Yeah, yeah. A few comments here. A few people would have been really pissing you off, I reckon, with some of these comments on the Strava. Uh, nah. J- John just went to every day, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. But what they don't realise like... Someone offered their house up, four-bedroom house in Horsham. When people write that stuff in, it's like, what, they think by writing that I'm going to go? Like, if anything, I'm like... <laughs> I know, well, you would just be like, I'm never racing give, again. You've even given me more reason not to go now. <laughs> Yeah, very good. Well, I, had a few people, I had a few people write in actually and say that they wouldn't spend 18 hours in the car for a four minute race either. Oh, no, you didn't. I did. I did. That I'll, is some I'll, bullshit. I'll send them through. I'll send them through to you. I don't, did you see the person that called him Bradley Choker, Moose? Oh, that's good. Who was that? Send him his free uh, t shirt. <laughs> someone on our Instagram. Then that someone did brilliant. fire back saying, How many times have you beaten him in a race? How was that? How's our head-to-head record, Brady? Who Irrelevant. Irrelevant. <laughs> who's, who's choked more times? Choked. Gold, Co- Gold, Co- Gold Coast half. Losing races is not choking. What's that on our Instagram page? You're yeah, in front of, you're in front of me. Last Albert week. Park. How, how far were you up the road at Albert Park 10 after 5K? You understand what choking yeah. means, though, don't you, Brad? It doesn't mean, not rock, it doesn't mean beat, getting beaten in a race. It means not rocking up to a race because you think you're going to get beaten. No, I reckon choke, choking means that you run... You you um you perform worse than what you think you should. I've performed all right in those races. Uh, That's what choking is. Yeah, That's I know. That's a good comment. Cal Cotter got a Callahan Cotter got a shout it out. <laughs> good, good work, <laughs> Bradley Choker. That is my new favourite forever. Have you never heard? Of, oh, I've heard that. I've had that said to me so many times. Oh Have really? You? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right, Moose. Tell us about your week. Oh, well, uh, not much of a week. I think last week I went for a run for 20 minutes on the Monday. We talked about that. And then I, uh, I, I pulled up okay after it. Like, like I still felt my knee a little bit. So I ran 25 minutes on the Tuesday. And afterwards, just what didn't feel great, sort of got catchy in that same spot again. And I just, like, lost a lot of interest and motivation to run while I was sore. So, yeah, I just decided again, like, let's not run until you're feeling better. So I went back to the gym. I did all the physio this week that I needed to do. I went to Kieser. You were right, Brady, Kieser. You were right about that. That's how I pronounced it, didn't I? Yeah, you got that right, actually. And then do I get told Um, I got it wrong? Go I think Kaiser. I said it was Kaiser. I, th- I think I said anyway. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, no, and then I, I've been doing some paddling. So the other day, like, everyone loves a paddling story, don't they, Bradley? Um, got out in there, got out real early. It was really foggy. So I paddle off the beach and then, like, within probably 30 seconds, I look back, can't see the beach anymore. And so I'm just out in the ocean. And I, yeah, I was trying to gauge where I was based off the reefs, but it was – quite high tide so there wasn't much um like there weren't many waves hitting the reefs and so i was just paddling around for a while trying to 
kind of just mess around on a few waves and then by the time I got that I went and looked back where I was and I couldn't see anything so I paddled in a bit then I saw the surf club tower it was like the only thing I could see and it was that's probably like 500 meters from where I actually thought I was actually was so yeah don't worry about don't worry about um, understanding how good of a story that was but that was a good story will beach people understand that because I have no idea what you were just talking about and I was just out in the water and then I, I just lost all my bearings. Did you get a bit well, scared? No, it just surprised me. And and it sort of shows that you could be, like, as a boater, you would, it would be dangerous if you didn't know where you were because I thought I was in a totally different spot. I was only, like, 400 metres off the beach and I fully lost where I was. But, no, I've been enjoying the paddling. It feels nice to get out there. The water's cooling down a bit. Uh, so you get a bit of Blue Doctor from it. A bit of orange doctor when the sun comes up, and and I get a like I don't get a lot of fitness from it, but I get to be active still and be in nature. So it's it's a, and, and and it's a nice feeling to to get something done before breakfast. I, I I have trouble getting on a spin bike before breakfast. Like that just doesn't do it for me. I need to enjoy what I'm doing first thing in the morning, and I really enjoy running, obviously, but. I also enjoy paddling, but I don't enjoy spin bike. I don't enjoy the gym. I don't enjoy elliptical. So at the moment, I'm just doing what I like. And the business is just like, it's so fun like in there. I feel like a young boy again, like get to work and just energy all day, all day. Like from the minute you get there and then your door's shut at the end and you're like, you're just spent because you've exhausted all your energy in the day. And there's, it's productive. It's like you see progression, you're seeing improvement in the staff around you, you're giving people a good experience and you're seeing the business improve. And it's just, it's nice to, like it's kind of like running in that all the effort you put in, you, you see results on the other side. That's what a small business can be like. Mm, especially if you own it. Well, yeah, like that's, it's, yeah. It's that, exactly. You got that ownership yeah. over everything. Like, as I said, we're yeah. running. Like, when you have a good race, 99 or 90% of it's because of you. You get out what you put in. Yeah. And that's what we love about running, isn't it? That's like, well, that's what we love about endurance sport and individual sports, I suppose, to a degree. Like, there's not a lot of luck involved in running. Uh, there are individual sports where there's a bit of luck involved, but not, not running. Not not cycling. But cycling can be a team thing, though, as well. So running is just pure individual. So will you start running soon? Uh, not the way my knee's feeling. So, yeah. yeah I'll... Is that good? I don't know no, enough no. stuff to distract you at the moment, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's not, not good great. for running It's not stuff. great. It's, it's, my, it's my injured knee. It's the knee I had the surgery on, and there's some certain familiar feels with it. So I've got, a, I've got Ali to write me an MRI, but... I just want to give it a couple more weeks or like the strength work in order to get benefit, it takes six to eight weeks. So I'm, I have to be patient with that. I, I'm doing the right things for it. Um, I've kind of like, I, I have this goal of running at Jails Park. That's kind of my goal. My, my goal right now is to get back to that. But, uh, and that's why I don't want to rush it right now. Fifth I want to make May sure. or something, isn't it? It's about five weeks. It's not very. It's it's a long way away, and I mean, even if I'm not fit, I'll still want to get there. But I want to do the cross country season, so that's my goal to get to do the cross country season. So Brady, you're uh, find the flag at stall. 
Oh yeah, jeez. Oh mate, I'm not good. Uh, look, you, you giving up that dream know. yet? You still might make it. It's still a month away, isn't it? A month today, Easter Monday. I would oh. be disrespecting Herb Hederman if I showed up <laughs> and ran the Herb Hederman mile. Come on, that would be disrespectful. Have Stall- you actually pulled out yet? No, just I, see what they no. give you for a handicap. Don't pull out yet. And just no, see I don't what... think I should. I think you've got to respect the other competitors. You've got to respect the event. Don't rock up the stall and and run it fat. Like that's <laughs> unfit. No good. That's that's not on. Well, I didn't mean to run it. I just meant left. Leave your name in the entries. So it'd be interesting to see where they would have handicapped you. Oh, that's what man. I want to know. Well, why don't you just ask them? <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah. Well, when they send out the handicaps, I filled out the thing today. Actually, the um, the thing for the TV station, you know, like the facts about yourself. No, you didn't. Did you just no, no. He just sent that in himself, Crocs. There's Facebook, no form. It's on their Facebook page. It says if you're you just competing, sent a private in, message. Yeah, if you're competing, if you're competing in these events, fill out this form. The one right, on like, TV. I'm only I'm only competing if you mention this on TV. Now, guys, Will my name's Brady. Spelt it's pronounced truffle. Truffle. The H isn't there. <laughs> Um, One day I'm a, I came I'm, a, I'm a big deal in a Chukamalama. I've got some new sure guys Chukamalama coming Kia, up soon. Kia or Chuka. That would go uh, down. Brady, tell us about TV. your week. Enough, <laughs> enough paddling talk, enough small business talk. Yeah, let's get, get over the running chat. So, listeners, if you've skipped to 22 minutes, this is uh, when we start talking about my week. Um, 60 minutes, Monday morning, 4.35s. In the afternoon, got out for 30 minutes, did my first aid course at school. Done one of those recently, Croaks. Uh, yeah, end of last year. Yeah, did one of those um, after school, so I got out a bit later for my 30-minute second run. Tell you what, after you have kids and you do that course, it's completely different, isn't it? Looking at like the little mannequins, what are they called? Not mannequins. Um, you know, like the baby toddler ones? Yeah, yeah. You just look at them completely different. You're like, oh, you're the same size as, as Hudson, this little thing. That freaked me out a bit when I walked in there to do that. Tuesday, six by a mile off our 90 seconds jog. Hit the first two in 5.03, which is about 3.08 pace. Second two in 5.01, which is pretty similar pace. Third, no, fifth one in the 3.04 pace, 4.55 for the mile. And then the last one, I just gave it a bit of a squirt. Just finished on a straight road. So I knew my GPS data would be pretty accurate. Didn't look at my watch at all while I did the last mile. Just had it set up in my watch to beep every mile. So um, hit the last one in 4.45, which is like 2.58k pace. And I was like, oh, that's good. Because it, like, it wasn't like I sprinted a mile. It was, still felt like I was running, you know, I was running hard and running fast and wanted to see what was going to come out. But at the same time, wasn't all out. So um, yeah, that was, that's the first time I've done a workout in a while where I've just been able to let it flow out. Like I haven't, I haven't been forcing stuff the last couple of months and just been working on being disciplined in training. And this time I was kind of ready to go and I just wanted to see what was there. So kind of just, uh, yeah, I guess I, I ditched the discipline a bit for that last rep because my plan was to hit him in close to that 303, uh, sorry, 503, 505 kind of uh, pace. So that was good, bit of a bit of a sign of fitness. 30 minutes in the afternoon there, 4.37s. Wednesday, recovery day, 60 minutes in the morning, 4.38s, 30 minutes in the afternoon just along the river at 4.34s, Thursday, medium long run, got out for an hour and 45 at 4.12s and 30 minutes in the afternoon at 4.31s, so that was a pretty big mileage day, like getting close to 32k for the Thursday, and then Thursday night had a shocking night's sleep, Hudson was up like three times, 
and I had Mono Fartlek planned for Friday morning. And it was one of those ones like, I think I went to bed about 9-ish and he woke up at 11.30. And when I got up with him that time, I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing Monofart like tomorrow morning. I'm just going to do like, I'm going to do 18 minutes of it because I do it lack of sleep. I'll just cut two minutes off it. And then I think he woke back up again at like 1am. And that time when I got up with him, I'm like, no, nah, 15 minutes from Monofart like, I'm taking a few more minutes off it because it's affecting my sleep. And then I think he was up again at 3 a.m. And I thought, nah, I'm just going to do like a 10-minute monofart like the first 10 minutes and then and then uh, call it a day because I didn't want the stress of a workout off the back of not having a lot of sleep. But then when I started the workout, I felt all right. I started, um, felt good in the warm-up and then went really conservative, which is something different for me in monofart like because usually I kind of, whenever I do it, I want to see what kind of shape I'm in. So I give it a bit of a squirt, but I was working on the theory of doing the ons at three-minute pace and the floats at 3.30 pace. And it was good getting to like 10, 12 minutes in and not being like pretty gassed. And then I just found like I was full of running that last kind of seven or eight minutes. Um, got back further than where I started and ended up doing the whole fart like 3.10 average, 6.3 Ks for the 20 minutes. And um, yeah, it felt good. But then I was so tired during the day. Like, yeah, I don't know what you guys are like with broken sleep, but I'm shocking. Just hits me for six. And I just can't think straight. But anyway, that's me. You're getting um, older now. Hey? Getting older. Getting older, yeah, mate. It's like it's that hungover feeling, isn't it? Like you mm. just, yeah, it's just yuck. Uh, afternoon, got out for 30 minutes at 4.29. Pretty happy that was Friday afternoon, the end of the work week there. Saturday, just 65 minutes at 4.31s to recover off the back of that workout. And then Sunday, I was solo again, um, two hours 15, just put the headphones in, listen to music, music for a couple of hours. 32.6k, 409, um, boring, but a bit easier than last week, it wasn't as hot, so a bit slower, a couple of seconds per k slower, but I never look at the pace when I do the long run, I just go off stopwatch face, so um, yeah, it was a good week, I hit 163k, third week back at 160, uh, run for the kids this weekend, so looking forward to getting down to Melbourne and doing that one, 14k, I've seen the course recently, the what's uh, mm, yeah, it's going to come down through like it's kind of like backwards. North Melbourne, right? No, so that was the newer course. That was the course I think they did previously before they had the two years off. But now it starts at like Docklands, Marvel Stadium there. You oh, pretty yeah. much run backwards towards where you used to come off the Balti Bridge. Remember the old course? Yeah. You go over the Balti, like backwards. Oh, and yeah. The, and then you go left onto the West Gate. Yeah. Go through the tunnel backwards mm. of how you used to do it get spat yep. out there near um where collingwood train like the holden center there the old olympic yeah. park then kind of do a bit down near the shrine don't go all the way up to the shrine but kind of like that a court you know where the half marathon turns for melbourne marathon and the marathon keeps going up the hill yeah 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 turn right there to head down towards south bank through south bank back over past like crown casino i think and the aquarium and then you finish near like spence street station there back near docklands sounds so, good yeah. Sounds like a good course. I like having the hill early too. Like, you can, you can get moving. Good for you. Good, good for, for me. You. Good for me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, get that out of the way. And then it should be relatively like flat. That last hill will be a bit of a kicker, but you're so close to home there. So yeah, it should be. I'm really looking forward to just running on those streets. I was talking to my boss today at work and he's like, what? They close the roads for it. And I'm like, yeah, this is like and one of the biggest races, I suppose, where they close major roads and bridges like that. So, it's a great race, and Amazing. normally the normally the top three 
uh, except for the EU, came third. Very solid. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's – I was thinking about this today. Is it – it's probably not on par with City to Surf. I think City to Surf, uh, surf is stronger. It's not. No, it is. Maybe, not t- maybe towards the end when, like, City to Surf wasn't as strong last couple yep. of years. Yeah, um, I think the, the strong years at run for the kids have been they're, – they're stronger than the weak years at City to Surf. Mm. But then I would also say run for the kids, well, would it be as strong as an AV – race athletes victoria round that's not yeah say, it probably would be i reckon it'd be on par it'd be as strong as the 10 miler uh, the you, you, don't get it, you, you don't get everyone do the 10, 10 mile no no the, the um there used to be the Brimbank race yeah it's not on there anymore the 10 mile yeah oh is it yeah clashes no. with um clashes with nationals this year so there might be a few less nah but there's no 5k games. nationals is there yeah there is, oh, is there 5K's 5K's on, nationals? 5k's on saturday yeah have you had a 5k australian champs no. Oh, that, that was 3K at Sydney Track, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so there's a 5K Saturday night. Okay. That might take a few out. William Adams usually does it. He's won at hands four times. I won't be winning it anyway. I'll be, um, I think I'll run like three tempes somewhere around didn't, there. Didn't think about cutting your long run back a little bit week before? Nah, I'm just using it. I'm just, this is all for Carly, this thing. She's wanted to go down and do this race, and I'm just looking after Olivia while she does her race. And I just happen to go for a run before her race starts. This is her big comeback race, boys. First race post second baby. So no, what, that means you're not going to run hard. It's all about yeah. her. I might not even get there. You know, might have a bad morning with a baby, and then just uh, yeah, not be able to get to the start line. Who's looking after the baby? Well, when I race, Carly will look after the baby, but then she's going to do the five k after I finish, and then I'll look after the baby. How, is that possible, is it? Just. Like, I'll literally come across the line and take the baby, and then she'll go to the start line of the 5K. Interesting. There so, you go. Yeah. Unless I'm trying to rope Zachary into coming down the finish line and just taking the baby so I can oh, cool down. Mate, don't want to give him but a... It's his, no, it's his birthday, I, I, I think, as well. That. He'll be probably hammered from his birthday celebrations the night before. You ever seen him with a child? No. He's probably not allowed near children still. <laughs> I'm sure it would be. Um, so that will be an interesting weekend. I'm looking forward to getting down there. And I'm going to go to the track in Shepparton tomorrow just to start doing a bit of track work to prepare for stall. And a bit of news, boys, about the bridge chat from last week. Remember that? I was telling you guys how Chuka Mahoma was getting a new bridge. No, no. You, the, the interesting bit. Yeah, Muzz, well, so Muzz has written in, and he um, is an engineer. So him and his mate Matt, they both written in talking about how they get the what are those pylons called oh, into the right. water? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Muzz has sent through a couple of examples of that. Um, you know that old Golden Gate Bridge over in America, the red one. Yeah, yeah. San Fran. Yeah, well, that's in the water. Like that's falling in the ocean. So, yep. so he reckons they make these massive things. Like, he did have a name for him. I can't remember off the top of my head. And I'm obviously not an engineer. So what I'm trying to, this information I'm trying to pass on here might be a bit sketchy. They make these massive, like, things, like containers on the land. And then they drop them into the water. And then once they get them into the water, they, like, air pressurize them to take out all the water. And they then air pressurize. Well, maybe not air pressure. You mean they pump the water out of it? Like, I don't get it. They pump the water out of them. Yeah, that's it. They pump the water out of it. So then when they put the pillar in, it goes into it dry. They must be some big containers. Big, big job. Yeah, big job. I'm sure there's a YouTube video we could watch on this. Yeah, but yeah. it still doesn't answer the question about how do they do it. Like, our one that's not going into the water. So, mm. yeah. The chamber. You probably just called. stick to... Um, 
running talk and Normally you training build sessions. <laughs> it's like a waterproof chamber that they fill with concrete all the way down to the bedrock so they can be massive structures. What yeah. about um, the people that you said were dying in their tube? Oh, yeah, that was true as well. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. A lot of truth in that story as well. I'm still getting to the, the bottom of that one because I heard it was gang-related. Like if you wanted to join the local gang, you had to jump off the bridge. But I don't know if that's true or not. I'll get my sources uh, to come back to You got some me. gangs in my <laughs> no, This is back in the 70s and 80s and stuff. Oh, there's a chapter of the uh, the Crips up there, was there? Something like that, I think. But then they were, losing, they were losing too many members because that was their like initiation <laughs> thing to jump off the local bridge. Oh, God. You, you... I'll see if I can fill that in next week. But that's uh, And oh, the other thing about the bridge is we got this thing in our letterbox to, uh, yesterday. And when they open it up, they're going to let pedestrians go over it for the first two hours before they let any traffic go over it. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just be lining up there. Like the minute they open that bridge, start, start, I'll be warmed up, ready to go, racing flights, probably in like alpha flyers or vapor flyers or something, and just start me watch and just fang it like 3 3k across the bridge to say I'm the first over it. So the bridge is 3k long? Oh, yeah, massive, yeah. Yep. No. Yeah, it'd be 3k. From the Murray River's like... Oh, yeah, but it's gone, it's gone back. It's gone from like the middle of Moama to the middle of Chuka. It's gone over a lot of bushland and stuff. Oh. Yeah, it's a big bridge. The Murray River's only like, I don't know, 70 metres. Yeah. But it'd be a good two or 3k. It's, it's got like to actually cross... waste the, of our money, Croaks. It's got to cross the uh, Compaspe River as well. Two rivers. So, yeah. Episode 230. Is this like an all-time low? Talking about a bridge in Echuca Moama. Mate, this is better than hearing about you pulling out of races. Why do you need that in Echuca Moama? Surely the normal bridge is fine. You guys aren't like, like there's not a lot of you. Oh, no, but population, like tourism season and stuff. And also I think because like the hospital and fire brigade, oh, we've got a fire brigade both sides. But once there's a car accident on there, like you can't, you can't get out, like ambulances and stuff can't come over. Do you know what I mean? Like it really puts the whole town at gridlock as well. Yeah. Too many resources. Do you have a ferry? Uh, they've got the old punts. Like you used to like go on a punt and then the punt would take you over and get off on the other side. Got paddle steamers maybe. They could get people across. Anyway, you've got to move on, fellas. I know you guys love talking about Chukamoama, but it's time to move on to thanking some Patreon supporters. Um, actually, do you guys know anyone who's racing and run for the kids? Any names? No idea. Ooh. Moose, you know anyone? Uh, ooh, uh, I had a couple that bailed. Had a couple that nailed you, I reckon. Oh, yeah. I love it. There's these stories about people nailing people that then never rock up the start lines. <laughs> uh, it's if not hard to nail you, though. If not in the so, arena, don't go throwing the leap. That's what I could reckon. Could be anyone. Dave Ridley's running. He'll beat me. He's pretty fit at the moment. He's pretty okay. fit and strong. Old, okay. old enemy from uh, Hobart, half marathon. Let's see if I can snag him. Anyway, thanks on Patreon supporters. Croaks, who you got? Uh, i got Cyril Dixon this week. Cyril, Cyril. lives in North Warrandyte. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, seems to do a lot of bike going by Strava. Possibly a fan of Collingwood Football Club and Donuts. Uh, maybe did the London Marathon in 2019 in 4:20. Not many results from him, but seems to always do the run for the Fireys and could be the previous global director of Movember. So thanks for your support, Cyril. If that's director. if that's true, one of the most impressive titles we've had from Patreon supporters. Hmm. Global director, that's big time. Mm, that's real big time. Um, I, got, I got Jake Massey. Jake is from Alford in the UK. He's run 1812 for 5K, 3859 10K, and a 129 half marathon 
estimated best on Strava. So uh, they're not official PBs. Hard to find much on him, apparently, Brady. Mm, it was. Owns a pair of hawkers. Has a beard. It's all about, that's all we got so far. Maybe coming off a bit of a hamstring niggle and building back up after doing some bike riding. Is it hokers or hawkers? You'd know, you're the man. Oh, mate. This, what is so it? it? I've never had a pair yeah. of these shoes. Brad, have you ever is had it? a pair? No, never no. run in them. Never, neither have I. People seem to love them, though. It used to be it used to be called hoka one one which is That's right, a Maori yeah. word, right? A Maori. Yeah. They've got rid of the one one bit, so now I've just been I just keep calling it hoka. But there are a lot of people that call it hoka, and I might be wrong. This is one that I'm not a hundred percent on. Why did they get rid of the um, one one bit? Oh, I think it just like they're a big brand now, mainstream. Were they New Zealand and, originally? No, they weren't. Um, oh. They were two guys from Solomon who created the brand and. Um, they're owned by Decca Sports, which is a massive company in the U.S. now. So they're a big brand, and they're like grow so quickly, and they're growing, still growing very quickly. But I think they dropped the the, the one one bit in terms of like being more commercial. Mm. So it, like Hocker is a lot easier than Hockey One One as a brand name. Yeah. Um, anyway. Interesting, Alex yeah. Chatter. I'm going to thank you from Ashteed in England, United Kingdom. Uh, 18.10 for 5K, 38.40 for 10K, 1.26 for the half marathon at the Surrey half marathon a few weeks ago. Which one are you picking there, Moose? Well, I'm going to go one. Mm, pretty uh, even. 5K, 5K, mm, I think. 18.12, yeah. 5K. 18 yeah. minutes. He's a fast man. He's a fast switch mover, Jake. St- Alex, you mean? Oh. oh, we went. No, no, I was talking. Oh, wait, they're very similar. Look at their PBs. They're very yeah, similar. Yeah, no, you, you said that, and I instantly looked at Jake. Um, okay, so let's revisit. Two seconds Still... between them over the five, 19 seconds over the 10, three minutes over the half. 126, I think. I think 126. That's what you got, Alex. Uh, Strava skyscrapers from Alex, been a bit up and down. A few injuries, I think. But um, looks like he's starting to string it together now. Thanks for your support, Cyril, Jake, Alex of the Inside Run Podcast, all the other legendary Patreon supporters over there that support the Inside Run Podcast coming out every week. Three different levels you can support us at. So, um, yeah, this show brings you minimum of $5, um, $5 a month value. You can support us on the Inside Run Podcast Patreon page. Five bucks a month, fellas, nothing. What do you spend five bucks a month on? Month? Uh, five bucks a month. What's that, like four two-hour shows, a shoe geeks app? That's 60 bucks a year. You can't tell me that 10 hours worth of this content is not worth five bucks. It's not worth one takeaway coffee. Mm. Depends how, how, how you're, you're performing. Well, I'm the only one performing. I mean, Brad and I, I would sign up for, no doubt. <laughs> My gags are definitely worth $5 a month, I reckon. Please. Have you, ever, have you actually what? said anything funny in 230 episodes? Yeah, I say heaps of funny stuff. I'm the funniest guy on this show for sure. Um, yeah, five bucks, eh? Five bucks. Give me something that costs five dollars and compare it to ten hours of value of the Inside Running podcast. Uh, what's Spotify? What's Spotify membership? What's oh, that per month? Spotify membership is actually pretty good value for money, I reckon, isn't it? The amount you use that, I think that's like yeah. twelve, isn't it? Mm. Do you know how much a beer is these days? Beers are like twelve oh. bucks a schooner. That's wait, a Chuka Moema bowling club. Twelve? No, that was at that place. I put the oh. footy tips on the other day. <laughs> That'd be better than uh. that at bowling club. Uh, you don't get much. For, you don't get much for five dollars, do you? 
Uh, there's not a lot. For, even a coffee is five bucks now. I know. That's what I'm saying. You could get you yeah. could support ten hours of po- of podcast content coming out. Yeah. No, right. Okay. Run and news, boys. Box Hill Classic. Go there first. Um, mm. There was a fifteen hundred and a three k at Box Hill. Geez, they do a good job putting on events. Box good Hill. Good races. Yeah. Don't they? Good races. It feels like every yep. third week we're talking about a race that was at Box Hill. Um, I think this, Steve Dineen actually has a lot to do with that. I think he does as well. Yeah. Um, and, and hats off to guys like a guy like Tim Crosby, who does the commentary of that whole event by himself for the whole night. Like, that's not easy to do. And he knows the names and stuff. So, um, yeah, the people that put on the live stream. Rosie yeah, Donovan. yeah, you're already in Division 1. You're already, got, <laughs> you're already there. Oh, yeah, Tim Crosby also works for Athletics Victoria. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we are. You're correct, Moose. Rosie Donigan got the yep. win in the 3K. She ran 933.4. Seth O'Donnell won the men's 3K, 804.9. Men's 3K deeper than the women's. Um, Seth, a bit of a runaway leader. He's done this a bit, hasn't he? Moose, Seth? Yeah, straight off the front. Straight off the front. His pacemakers he, uh, got him through the first K yeah. and then he went the rest of the way. He, he, what do you call it, dances to the beat of his own drum. Mm, very much so. so. Yep. He he, uh, he, was, he got his own plans and he went out and did it. And impressive, like solid, strong runner. Mm, that was got a good. bit of Harry Summers about him, you know, like just yeah. does what he wants. Yep. Doesn't seem to really care who else is around or what's going on, just goes out and uh, attacks it. And yeah, re- doesn't, doesn't put any limitations on themselves. Yeah. Just, yeah. And reasonably new to the sport, like – I remember racing him in May last year, so less than 12 months ago, cross-country, and I didn't know who he was. And I remember talking to him, talking to you guys about, do you know who this guy with the mullet is? And I think, Moose, maybe you'd heard of him. But he's gone from being like someone we don't really know to to winning a 3K in 8.04. Like, still needs to improve to take that next step. But he's so right pretty path. much solo, though, or very close to solo. Mm. Didn't get a lot of help. Like, it had a little bit of help, but not a great amount. The, the thing worked out all right in his favour, I think, was he knew people were closed on him too, like Cody Shanahan and those guys were coming, which would have kept him pretty honest in those last couple of laps. But hats Hard off to him racing like that. Hey? Yeah. Hard way to run it. Hard way to run it. 1500 was, uh, I think the 1500 men's was run of the night. This was a pretty interesting race. A lot of them at the bell. Callum Davies from Queensland got the win, 341.7. Jude Thomas from Queensland was second, 342.4. Matthew Hussey third, 342.6. Impressive from Callum Davis because he put a kick on top of the kick. Did you see this, anyone? Footage? Kick on top of the kick. He kicked no, the way out the it. back straight and then at 120, oh, he put another kick in and then you're like, oh, he's put him away here. He's going to win this, you know, one by nearly a second, but put it all into him in the last kind of 150. He was good. He's the guy that wear, used to wear the hat all the time, but now he's got the headband. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Uh, Queensland. Ju- yep, Always Queensland. in the Queensland top. Yep, Georgia Griffiths, she put a huge kick as well into this race. She was with Carly Thackeray with, oh, I'm going to say, 300 metres, 250 to go, and she beat her by six seconds. Carly Thackeray probably more known for her longer distance stuff, but Georgia ran 4.13. Carly was second in 4.19, and Madison Caulfield was third in 4.27. So kind of wrapping up at Box Hill, I think that's it for them for the year. Uh, people heading towards nationals. Anyone, so there's a 5K at Nationals, Croaks. Who's running that? Because we spoke last week about the Americans coming back. Um, but are they all in the 15, Jess Hull and Ollie Hoare? Yeah, Ollie's in the 15. We've got um, Starless. 
Yeah, they're, well, they're on the Athletics website, Athletics okay. Australia website. I when, can, when we um, talk about what's coming up at the what's coming up at the end, let's just quickly have a chat about that stuff. Yeah. Only other bit of news I had this week, fellas, was um, I was on the Let's Run today, and they were talking about Mo Farah making a comeback in May as he races um, Vitality London 10,000 metres against Stuart McSwain and Andrew Butchart. Now, I think this is a road race, isn't it? Vitality London? Not sure why they're yeah, calling it, it 10,000 metres. They should be calling it 10K if it's on the road. But I was interested when I saw Stewie's name. I'm like, oh, this is good. Stewie hopefully is feeling better, and we might see him on the roads against Mo Farah in May. Mm. Know anything? Yeah. Wonder how he goes. What's mm. he been doing? And this could, have been, this could have been pre- um, the issues with COVID or the vaccine or whatever they're with, the booster. So I'm not sure if there's anything in this, but I just saw it sitting there today on the website and thought I'd bring it up to talk about. Uh, so, yeah, I got no idea. No, no idea. No idea. Keep you posted on that one. Any other news? Mm. That's all I had. Pretty low news week because we're going into the national champs this weekend. Did we get any? Yeah, is there any news? Mm. I'm just thinking if I've seen anything. Didn't you have something that you are going to tell us? Oh, a couple of whispers. Yeah, I did hear yeah. a few whispers this week, actually. Following on with our conversation um, about, remember, was it two weeks ago, we were talking about who's going to be in what spots for the Com Games and, and World Champs? Oh, no, that's not the whispers I was talking Brady's about. Brady's whispers of the week. I'm hearing big whispers, potentially um, Newcastle Marathon in a couple of weeks. Women. Newcastle? Yeah, Newcastle's got a new marathon course, four, four laps. In Australia? Yeah, Newcastle, Sydney. Four laps, 10.5K around. Flat, no hills in the lap at all. And I'm hearing whispers that Marnie Ponton and Sarah Klein are going to have a go at the qualifying time. So, oh, so this is set this, up for elite only just, or this will be a... No, 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 it's a legit marathon. they got the, the Newey the Newy half marathon's pretty hilly, but they've set up a new marathon course this year. Is that, has that been an event for a while, the half marathon? Half marathon, yeah. I've, had, I've coached athletes who have done the half before, and it's over a pretty hilly. Is there a mountain or a hill or something in Newcastle, Brad? Uh, yeah, there's like there's a hill, yeah. Mm. So um, these whispers are coming to me like, not sure how accurate they are, but um, I think that I, this one, I wouldn't bring it up on air if I didn't think it had some credibility to it. Another whisper that come in talking about uh, Lisa Waitman as well a couple of weeks ago, what would she potentially do? My whispers are telling me, and, and I'm not sure if my sources are correct with this one, less confident, that potentially she's going to go for comm games but work on the discretion call. So not have a time on the board, but obviously mm-hmm. silver medal, last comm games. You know, well, It top, makes sense top, for her to do that. Top 30 at the Olympics. Like, yes, she hasn't got a time on the board recently. but um, So another and it gets, when you start having selection policies that have yeah. discretion written on it, it gets mm-hmm. messy, like it's not as black and white as as the world champs one that has a time written on it. So, um, yeah. What you'll have to do is you'll have to read in detail the policy. So are they selecting on who they think we're going to medal? Are they going to use it more on giving experience to to up-and-coming athletes? Like, I haven't actually read the criteria, but when they – there has to be some protocol or some – some guidelines for the discretionary selection. So it can't just be discretionary full stop. It's like you've got oh, to have okay. some sort of you've got to have something. following the you know, following the these kind of guidelines or goals. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think where the issue might be for Lisa would be if if the girls who have qualified for world champs that have obviously posted a time recently, if they didn't want to do world champs and wanted to do com games It'd be very hard to choose 
I think Lisa over people that have already got the time on the board during the qualification period. Yeah, but why would it be hard if she says, "Yeah, but I've come second at this this championships before, and I've come top thirty at the Olympics recently." Yeah, and, but I guess and the others at least. And if she goes punches a fast half marathon somewhere, yeah, maybe like, she needs to do to, that. She have to post some, She have to post something. Um, it'll obviously make it easier for her if you know the top. The girls that run the quickest time during the qualification period all choose to do the world champs. That then leaves three spots for the, I guess, you know. Um, so who are the top three at the moment? It would be um, Lisa, Eloise. Oh, sorry, Eloise, Jess, Sinead, or Jess. No, Jess, Jess is Jess? faster oh. than Sinead in this period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got Millie Clark, didn't she, Roma? Millie Clark, Sinead. Yeah. would be the fastest yeah. four. And yes, then, and... yeah, so then you've got the potentials of Lisa to run one. Well, um, I think, well, the whispers I'm hearing is that she's not going to run she won't run one. But then you have potentials of Marnie and Sarah Klein also putting down a time. So the problem That's a big be, jump, then, though. If, That's a big jump. Well, I think they've got to have a crack at it, though. Yeah, I think they've got to have a crack had, it. If you had um, Eloise, Jess and Millie, because Millie ran pretty well at the Olympics, didn't she? Back in 2016. Yeah, so like if if, yeah, top 20, three, if if three of those, if those three said, I want to run Com Games and they've posted times in the period, it'd be very hard to then just get in on discretion because Jess's time, Jess and Lisa are equal um, on PBs to the, to the second, but Jess has done hers in, the, in you know, the recent period. They could argue the discretion, though, that Jess has been injured, couldn't they? Yeah, well, Jess would have to uh, post a yeah, time know, as well. But yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting. I guess I'm glad I'm not a selector. Can you imagine it? It'd be shocking. <laughs> yeah. And it's not too bad if people have the time and then you can say, look, you're not going to Com Games, but we're sending you to World Champs. But that might, if people don't have the time for World Champs and then they say, we're not sending you to Com Games, that's where it gets messy. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, from what I've heard from a few of the, the females, is it. whispers. That, well, no, just that they would prefer to run Com Games than World Champs just because of the environment of, you know, it's a bit more like that Olympic feel with a village that you don't get at a World Championships. I've been thinking about this as well. Can you imagine this? You, um, you know, potentially all those girls we just spoke about could medal at the Com Games quite easily. Wouldn't surprise me. You medal at a Com Games, you... Then pretty, you know, not recognisable, but you're, you're in the Australian public. A lot of people know that Com Games win. There's a lot more hype. The same effort and performance level could go into the World Championships and you could come 20th, 18th, 15th. Or even top 10. Maybe top 10. Maybe it's scraping the top 10. But that performance would not get anywhere near the amount of hype. No one would know it other than running nerds. It would in the athletics world. It would in the athletics world. Yeah. It wouldn't be in the papers. To be fair, I don't think the Commonwealth Games, like even... You'd be like, on the back of Weepix boxes if you did that at the Com Games. Yeah, but you don't, like... Well, no, the, you wouldn't. It's changed. Look at, look at Michael Shelley. Like, yeah. it's, it's changed wow. in terms of how much you're you're the pin-up person if you win a Commonwealth Games medal. That's potentially got a bit to do with his personality yep. as well, though. Yeah, but we'll look at Lisa. Lisa's won how many... Or even, like, Lisa and Jess have won, like, multiple Commonwealth Games Medals. Jess is a pretty and, big name amongst the Australian yeah, sporting. Yeah, yeah, she's, but she's not on. She's not on a cereal box. She could be if she wanted to be. I reckon. <laughs> but put it has this, okay. from the put, days put, of put it this way, though, Put it this yeah. way. 
one, let's say Jess, let's say, no, we'll just say, um, yeah, let's say Sinead goes to world champs, comes 12th, amazing performance, stacks up pretty well of her 10th at the Olympics. No one outside the running community really knows about it. Jess goes to Com Games, maybe runs third, but the performance, you go, oh, third at Com Games probably doesn't stack up that well with 12th at the, the world champs. Jess is the superstar. No one in the public knows who Sinead is. Well, yeah, they do. They do. But I actually think I actually think it was like she got a lot of fame from that run. Top ten, yeah, but the Olympics is yeah. different than world champs. It, it is, yeah. The flip side would be the the. I, I, think she, I, think, I think Jess may have said this though that the the appeal to running world champs is often you know you're probably going to get the best of the best there, so you get to challenge yourself you know against the best, whereas the Commonwealth Games are probably not quite as deep. Um, I guess we're in an advantage now where it doesn't matter which three women we send to the Com Games marathon, like there's going to be some good competition amongst them. Um, and they've obviously got a few Africans there as well. But obviously the world champs is probably going to be deeper. Mm. Anyway, watch this space. Blackroll shared the vision to establish best practice fascial training, common pain treatment and recovery strategies relevant for sports, human performance, corporate and medical applications. Due to different fascia training tools and methods, their products and services are relevant across all fitness levels and life situations. Based on the involvement with scientific research, Blackroll is an innovation leader in the field of fascial training and education. Blackroll products are lightweight, durable, and optimized for best effect and practicality during everyday use, enabling people to take their well-being and performance into their own hands on a daily basis. The products are made in Germany with 100% recyclable materials and the production process is optimised towards energy efficiency and sustainability. For more information on Blackroll and their range, head to www.blackroll.com.au to score yourself a discount on any purchases from the running collection on Blackroll's website. Use the code INSIDE20 for 20% off at checkout. Uh, training talk, Crocs. Missed this last week. Want to yeah. tell us something this week? So I'm going to talk about the reverse pyramid and I'll give an example of one of the sessions that I've done a few times. So reverse pyramid is where you start off with the longer reps, work down to shorter reps and then work your way back up to longer reps. So one that I've done is a 1200 meter rep, an 800, a 600, a 400, a 400, a 600, a 800 and a 1200. Uh, the recoveries, um, you know, I've sort of alternated between either 60, like the fitter I get, the shorter the recoveries. First time I did, I took 90 seconds between each rep. Then the next time I took 60 seconds. Um, the goal for me for this session is always to run the second rep faster than the first. So I want my last 1200 to be faster than my first, my second 400 to be faster than the first 400 that I run. Um, what I like about this one is, you sort of work through the gears on the way down, but then on the way up, the pace obviously then starts to get slower than what you've run, but you've also put a little bit of fatigue in your legs from those quicker reps. So you have to try and run relaxed on heavy legs, plus you have the mental strain of the reps getting longer. Um, Brad, as the, yep. can, you do, can you just give me the structure of the workout so that I can follow along better? Like, what do we... What do you mean? I'll like, just... tell me... Yeah, I might. Yeah. So, didn't I said, so I said the session was a 1200, 800, 600, 400, 400, 600, 800, 1200. Four. And I said, How was I supposed to remember that? 
it's not that hard, is it? <laughs> I can't write it down for you and send you a post-it note. We're on the radio. You're making it complicated. Anyway, Can you say it again, Craig? What was it? 12, 8, 6, 4, 4, 6, 8, 12. Oh, so it's almost like it goes up like a pyramid, then down again. Well, it's a reverse pyramid. It's, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, like, a generally, like a V. Yeah. yeah. So, start long, you get shorter, then you go, yeah, you go up again. So, as the reps get shorter, the pace gets quicker. And so, I generally work off, say, the 1200 will be for me somewhere between 10K and 10 mile pace the 800 around 10k pace, the 600 at 5k pace, and the 400 at about 3k pace. And so I, I generally decrease each rep by about two seconds on, well, two to two and a half seconds per lap on the on the track. Um, yeah, so you guys have never done a session like this before. No, mate, I can't run lane one on our track, so we can only do 400 meter reps. Oh, I'd so, be, I'd so this the, is a bit hard. This is a bit complicated. I'd do it on the road and go 5, like 4, 3, stuff. 2, 1, 5. Yeah. That's a good one. Blue so what this one road workouts. What I find what happens with this one is you work through the gears on the way down. So like every rep gets a little bit faster, but then at the bottom you've done two four hundreds at close to three k pace. So you put a little bit of lactic into your legs, and then on the way up, you then you have to start running slower again. But you've got fatigue in your legs, so you know you build some strength there. So anyway, plus also mentally when you've when you've done some 400 meter reps and then you start to build back up and you do a 600, 800, 1200, there's a bit of mental toughness there as the reps get longer as well. Teaches you some discipline about not blowing the doors off early. Yeah. And so for me, like if, if I, yeah. the main thing, as I said before, was that you, you want the second rep to be faster than the first. You want your last 1200 to be faster than the first 1200. You don't want to blow yourself up on the way down and then not be able to do um run times on the way up i actually think it's smarter to just try and match it don't try run faster yeah all that but the the goal is you don't you don't want to go slower you want to be slower in the second half yeah yeah oh that's good and it should you should almost do those last couple feeling like you got the brakes on a bit like you can go fast if you want you could go much faster but you just lock them back into that well see that's how you think it should feel but the fact that you've run some quicker reps halfway through the session if you're only having a minute recovery, you actually still have a little bit of like lactic in your legs, and mm, so you have that sort of, of it. you have that sort of wobbly, wobbly feeling a little bit, especially at around the 600 and 800 meter rep on the way back up. Yeah, sure. Anyway, um, you need to give, go and give it a go. Yeah, well, um, I've, I can only do it on the road because we don't have that track access for. You can do it in you can do it in minutes and time. Yeah, though. I like doing it. Like I call it um, change pace fart like. So you start moving, move down. Yeah, these ones are off like these ones are off what? like. It's a good name for it. This is like standing recovery, though. Yeah, we jog our minutes in between up here. But yeah. that's a. Can you give an example for the listeners? Because I don't think that's safe for listeners jumping straight into that workout. Like, what could be like a, a stepping stone? Well, it's six k worth of work. We just shorten the rep. So rather than starting at a twelve hundred, you might just go one k. 800 600 400 and then you might just skip the second 400 and then just go 600 800 1k yeah that's yeah i like that all right croaks do you want to intro the next segment and i will get our guest organized while you do that yeah no worries so this segment is brought to you by the 2022 keezer great ocean road running festival take on australia's most stunning running event this 14th and 15th of may so before we introduce our guests, there's just a couple of announcements to be made because it's our last week of uh, plugging the event. Um, but you need to register before 11.59 p.m. on April the 5th 
to receive your race package um, in the post. Otherwise, you'll need to collect your race pack in person. Uh, if you register before that time, you'll also get your personalised race bib and you'll beat the price rises. So the price rises, uh, the price is going to increase after um, the 5th of April. So, um, yeah, get your entries in as soon as possible. Now, Brady, do you want to introduce our guest? Yeah, well, this week, thanks to the Great Ocean Road Running Festival, we've got Callie Thackeray, who's going to be joining us. She's had a bit of success there over the years. She won the 14K last year and then backed up the day after to come second in the half marathon. So in my opinion, that's actually more impressive than winning the full marathon. Bradley, not sure what your opinion is there, but I'm sure uh, Moose would fully agree with me. Her PBs are recently ran a 5K PB, 15.26, 10K, I hope I got this right, 34.30 and 72 minutes, 72 minutes for the half marathon. So welcome to the Inside Running Podcast, Carly. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, giving up some time tonight. And our listeners, I'm sure they would have heard your name because we kind of um, have talked about you a couple of times, recapping results. I know in this episode alone, talking about your 1500 at Box Hill Classic last week. But do you want to give the listeners about, they might have just heard the accent there, who you are, what the story is, and um, what you're doing in Australia? Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, I'm from the UK. I came over here about two and a half years ago. it was just really random why I came, to be honest. I came with my sister initially. Um, I was going to come for like five months. But yeah, COVID happened and I just ended up staying. And now I'm not sad about it. So it's good. It's been really good. And I'm based, um, yeah, here in Melbourne with the MTC. So it's been a good few years training with them, with those guys. And what's your favourite distance? Like, is it the 5K or the shorter stuff? Like, I know you spent some time over at college and raced some shorter distances over there as well. Yeah, so I went to university in the States in New Mexico. Um, And, yeah, I mainly focused... I started focusing on the 15, but then soon realised I was going to be better at the, like, mid-longer distances. So I moved up to the 5,000 metres. And then... Yeah, everyone was like, you're definitely going to be a 10K slash marathon runner for sure. But I just didn't want to accept it That just back then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just really like that any of the speedy stuff. But I think my training and everything shows that I'm going to be like more endurance, like an endurance-based athlete for sure. And is it true? I could have this completely wrong. But is your dad, was he like a 212 marathon runner? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. literally before I came to Melbourne, I texted Nick, Nick Badu, and I was like, Nick, <laughs> I sent him my bio. Honestly, it must have been like a whole bio of what I did in America and all of, all of this. And then he just replied and was like, are you related to Carl? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's my dad. I'm thinking, thanks, dad. Like, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, it all, yeah, he's, he did, um, he did a lot of, yeah, good good endurance like um like marathons half marathons 10ks like across the field really did some good times for sure yeah he just finished the story i heard and this could be completely wrong as well but did he just finish behind mona at like one of the world champs like i'm talking like two or three seconds behind him pretty close yeah it was such a good race and that's the crazy thing what i'll get onto as well with the great ocean road race because <laughs> when i was doing the 14k um i have a bit of a good story about it to be honest um so I was running with a middle-aged man and then this like iron man type guy so I was like running with two guys and I was thinking I was pretty comfortable but they were pushing it 
they were really pushing it and I'm thinking oh my god I've actually got a race tomorrow for the half marathon as well like I should be taking this a bit easier but they um so the middle-aged guy didn't know who he was at this point (laughs) (laughs) and he was like just he's like stick on to us just stick on to us you'll be fine um so I'm like okay well I've committed now I'm doing it (laughs) anyway like we finished pretty much together like and then at the end of the race, uh, Steve Deneen, an osteopath, like, he was like, Kelly, do you know who that that was that you were running with in that whole race? And I was like, no, who was it? And he was like, that was Steve Monaghetti, who like, and then we looked it up and yeah, sure enough, like they came within three seconds of each other in the World Half Marathon in 1993, <laughs> fighting for gold medal. So that, yeah, he got, Steve got silver and my dad got bronze. So how crazy, like all those years later, I'm running with him. That is a good story. That's a great story here on the same roads in Apollo Bay. Great. I'll tell you what, you really looked after Monaco. He's he's an elderly man. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? He looks looks great in the race. I was like, wow, this guy's good. Like he's got good form still. (laughs) He would have had the Nike Elite kit on too, wouldn't he? Like he often still gets that, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he looks elite. <laughs> yeah, well, tell us about your experiences down the Great Ocean Road. Like, obviously, that's a big weekend, you know, when you kind of nearly pulled off the double last year, the, the first and I, the second. But, um, yeah. yeah, give us some recaps. I Yeah, I should have took it, like I said. I should have gone a bit easier on the 14Ks. But it's hard to say. It's hard to do that. In my head, I'm like, oh, I'll just have a really good hard training weekend. <laughs> and I'll just, like, like take it semi-easy on the 14K and then – hope that I can push it for the for the full like the half um but no like I got carried away and like but I was still I felt still felt pretty good in the half like um but there there was yeah I was pushed along in the half for sure um and who won the half yeah it was was it Maddie I'm really bad with oh Maddie yeah Maddie Hills Maddie Heiner yeah yes Yes. Oh, well, that's a pretty good... Uh, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And she just ran it really smart. Like, I I just went for it from the get-go. I was like, oh, might as well just go. Like, And then because you're running with guys, you do just get pulled along with everyone in the race. And mm. she was uh, she was just, like, yeah, cruising along and then pushed through in the last, you know, the last half of the race, I would say. But, yeah. And the hills there are not forgiving. Like, it's the most scenic place you can run for sure like it's incredible but the you kind of like the hills aren't forgiving but yeah you kind of don't care because of because of the views <laughs> but is that in is that in both the events is the 14k quite hilly as well so do, do you have uh, any do you have any tips for people that are doing the 14k and tips for people that are doing the half you know what the 14k i don't remember it being too hilly um yeah i don't i remember it being like a lot more flat like definitely the main hills are on the half marathon but it if don't let it scare you the hills are worth it they're actually like yeah you'll see it's just the scenes are incredible and they shut the whole like the main road so like there's no like better time to do it to like experience the great ocean road when the whole roads are closed off and you can really take it in and you're doing the double again this year yeah of course (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what the competition's like? Any whispers getting um, around? I'm not sure. I did talk to you about to my teammates today. Sinead was asking. She's like, oh, when's that again? I was like, oh, what's Sinead? Yeah, and give her the wrong date. <laughs> Get some good competition. <laughs> $2 down there up for grabs, isn't it? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, prize money is always good. And how does it stack up against the other like fun runs, road races you've done in Australia? I think you've gone to Tassie a couple of times, maybe Launceston, yeah. and um, run the bridge down there. Yeah, you know, oh, oh, it's easily one of the best just because I fell in love with Melbourne over the like. I will always be biased because I've this has become home and. The Great Ocean Road is like the most iconic place, isn't it, here? So, yeah, I, I do enjoy it. Um, the Tassie races are great as well. Like some good, very well-established road races there for sure. But, this yeah. one's got it covered for views, I'm sure, though. Yes, definitely. Um, and then the listeners who have heard you tonight for the first time, like any more upcoming races they can keep an eye out for results this year? Um, yeah, I actually have national championships coming up on Saturday night. I'm racing the 5,000 metres there, so that'll be a good good race. I'm hoping it's a, a fast, honest race because you never know with nationals. Like, it can be quite tactical, but I'm sure with the likes of Jess Hall and Izzy and Rose and people, it will it'll be a good race. And you think you can take a bit more? Because was that 15.26 recently? That was a bit of time off your PB. Do you think you can take a bit more? Yeah, so I did that with no, like I did a full marathon week the week before. I was actually, I was actually going to be doing the, um, the marathon trials in the UK on the third. Oh, Manchester. Yeah, the Manchester marathon. So I was signed up for that, but in the end, it would there was just too many unknowns with it, as you know, like with the marathon. There's many unknowns anyway because I've never done one. Um, The most I've ever raced is a half, um, half marathon. So, and also it's my own fault with the visa and um, my passport's expired. I'm not the most organized person on the best of days. So I, yeah, there was just too many unknowns. So I was like, you know what? I ran that time and I was like, wait, that's actually the Commonwealth Games standard um, for the, in the UK. So I was looking up um, what I need to do next. And I just need to, I feel like now I just need to show form for the next few weeks and months um, and hope that I get, Picked, but I need to do. I would say I would. A few girls in the UK can do that time fifteen in the fifteen twenty range. So I'm just hoping, yeah, I can do something a bit more special and try and, yeah, hopefully get picked for a team because this year's the um, year to get picked because the, the Europeans, the Commonwealth Games, and mm-hmm. World Champs. So there's nine spots. Yeah, how good is that? That's great. Yeah. So then, yeah, hopefully it's a fast race Saturday night and you can you can run a 15-15, 15-10, something like that. Yeah, and that would be amazing, yeah. So I'm actually going to taper for this one. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping I can, yeah, pull out a fast time for sure. Awesome. All right, well, massive thanks for your time tonight. Um, Croaks, anything else you need to tell us before we wrap up this segment? Uh, just thanks for your time. And um, this segment is brought to you by the 2022 Keys of Great Ocean Road Running Festival take on Australia's most stunning running event this 14th and 15th of May. Yeah, get the entries in. Personalised bibs. Personalised bibs are always good. What would you get written on yours, Moose? Big Moose? Uh, Won this four times before? Yeah, King. Maybe just King. K-I-N-G. As it is the last week of this segment, Moose, have you got any more tips? Seeing you're the King down there? Give the listeners one more. One more tip. One more to Uh, go out on. Forget your watch. Forget your watch. Yes. I'm for that. I like that on that course. Oh, Tally knows. She's a queen down there. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely oh. don't. But you don't need your watch. No. Split Just keep it simple. Split time important on that course. They're not. It's about, it's about winning dollars, isn't it, Kelly? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sure>. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Uh, Moose on the loose. Purchase of the week. Rules of Strava. What have I got here? What have I got here? You're going to get us cancelled. Oh boy! Hey, did you say what about the? Um, did you say Will Smith go off today? Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Just I mean, I got home and I'm like, what is this tweeting about? Yeah, Will I couldn't Smith? work it out either. It must have just been just when school finished. I reckon like three thirty, four o'clock. Yeah, it's interesting because then I saw video footage of um, of the the joke being told, and they flashed to him, and he was laughing. Yeah, and he, and his wife wasn't. And then he obviously must have looked over and been like, oh, shit, this is bad. Like, I'm going to be up there. I'm going to defend her and then give a slap. And uh, uh, comedians, like, obviously no one likes to get made fun of. bit hard when it's like a physical like condition like that, isn't it? You, oh, can't, really make... you can't go around hitting people. You can't do that either. I'm I mean... literally saying that to Hudson every second day. I'm like, we do not hit. Like, that's a real... You know, what you try to parent your kids to do. How many times do you talk about that at school, Brad? Whatever happens, you don't start throwing punches. There's <laughs> going to be kids belting the kids everywhere tomorrow after they watch Will Smith do it. You don't think there's, like, a nice little hand-to-hand combat can sort an issue out quickly? Yeah, talk shit, get hit. Yeah. I, I mean, I used to get in a lot of fights at high school. Oh, as if you got in any fights. But, this one, was, but this one wasn't a fight because Chris Rock didn't know, that, know uh, what was happening. Chris Rock was kind, of just, yeah. he was kind of just doing his job. He didn't know job. it was a fight. Bit, bit of a sucker punch, wasn't it? <laughs> he didn't know what. Hey, Jeezy recovered well, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Do you think so? I thought he said, like, it sounded a bit, the it sounded first, awkward. The like, first 10, 15 seconds he wasn't, and then he pulled it in real well, I thought. You should have made a real funny joke. Like the best joke that I saw today was um, Will Smith about to get sent out to Bel Air or something. <laughs> sent out to his article of arts in Bel Air, you know, because he's in trouble. Yeah, got in. <laughs> advocate, wasn't it? They did something like that. Oh, did they? I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't. I definitely didn't. Anyway, make that I've up. gone off track. I'm not sure why I brought that sort of story out for Moose on the Loose, but um, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't have much to go on. Like, I've been too busy for this stuff. Okay. Actually, I've got a funny one. I might have said this. Like, I was out paddling the other day, of course, because that's what I do now, Brad. And I got, there was a surf ski out there. I'll tell you about that. Like, we're in the middle of the ocean. Middle of the ocean. Like, there's no one, or, uh, we're a K offshore. And a surf ski, and I'm like, oh, this bloke, he's going to, like, appreciate seeing someone out there. So I, like, look up. I'm about to say good day. He looks at me. Doesn't smile, doesn't say hello, doesn't do anything, keeps paddling. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? This is like being on a trail in the bush on a single track and having someone like run past you deep in the forest and then totally ignoring you. I thought, gee, this is like, I feel like this is not cool, right? We're humans out in the ocean. You've got to say hello. Strange got to say behavior. hello. So, like, this is one of the things, like, if you haven't listen for a long time i think my first ever moose on the loose was people who didn't say hello when you ran past or like people that didn't smile or nod and i get it you're at the tan in melbourne you're not saying hello to people you run past that's just a given but other areas other places that you go like pretty much anywhere that's not the tan in melbourne say good day have a sm- like smile just say a good smile. morning good morning yeah like Maybe there's some rivalry moves between like the people yeah. on the skis and just yeah, on, could be. And boards i haven't re- i haven't entered the world enough yet i'm still mm. just like an outsider just do my own thing but look i'm there for the prone paddlers you got a new member you got a new fighter maybe you're like 
so maybe they're like the runner and you're the guy that's out walking with some walking poles. <laughs> I'm the Nordic walker. <laughs> yeah. And so, you're, you know, do you say hello to those ah, people? Mate, I'm the full-on trail runner. I'm the trail runner with calf sleeves and a bladder and like I'm, I'm hardcore. I'm out there. I'm out there like in the wild. What those about, guys are on a bike. What about this one? When you're like on a, a kind of medium, well, medium busy track trail bike path for a chuka you're um you're coming from behind the person in front of you has got headphones on mm. you go past them without startling them it's all good but then do you turn back to acknowledge them no nah, you just put to, it, what to, you do I've put a bit of a hand out bit of a flick of the wrist like a wave yeah like, acknowledge it'd be creepy isn't it if you turn around and be like oh hey that's what's going on I actually don't do it. Yeah. Don't turn around. You can't. Not when you look like you as well. Exactly. You scaring people yeah. that hour in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just do the, a little wave. What about the ones that aren't wearing headphones and you run past and still get startled and you're on a trail? Like surely, surely they've heard you coming. Oh mm. no, nah, it's still yeah. Especially your pace through Mulligans. If someone hooks past you going three thirty-five pace. That startled me a bit from behind. You feel bad when you startle people too, don't you? Because you're like, you know, it's coming. And well, it startles, you can it, do. it startles me then because they jump and I'm like, oh, what? Hmm. I, I, used, like I should be jumping. I used to pretend I was coughing. Like pre-COVID, you just like have a bit of a cough when you're about 15, 20 metres back. But now that freaks people out as well because they think you, you know, passed on the spicy cough. I'm a, I'm a loud stepper. So people can hear me coming a while back. But you're right. When they've got their headphones in and it's a pretty, pretty like narrow path, I'll shout out. I'll just say, hey, run it back or something like that. Trail back. Trail back's a good one. But then you still scare them because you're saying trail, you're like yelling at them and they, they're listening, they're engrossed in a probably inside running podcast. Maybe Sweet. inside jogging Track. podcast. That was Track. I had this guy yesterday, I was going over the old bridge and it's like two people abreast and he was walking towards me in the middle of the path and there's nowhere to go because you've just got rails either side because you're going over a bridge. And he was just heading his phone and I'm looking at him like 50 metres, 30 hmm. metres, 20 metres. And I'm like, and he must have been sending a real good text message or looking at some memes or something because he had a bit of a gig, like a bit of a smirk on his face. <laughs> and then I got to like 15, 10 metres and I'm just like, mate. And he's looked up and he's like, oh, like in a world of his own. And uh, yeah, didn't know. What hold your line. About. You've got to hold your line on them. I think Jeff Risley said the other day on his Instagram, he ran through someone, wouldn't move yeah, out and just went, went like through that. him at three minute pace. You got like... Stay left. We yeah. we grow up in Australia. We know the rules. I don't know if you can run through park. people. You not if like we get in the lake in Ballarat. If someone's walking across, they'll walk four abreast, mm, and it gives you no room. Right, you're running through that. You're making them move. I'm going. This is physics. I'm not very good at math <laughs> or physics or whatever, but I know if I'm running at 20k an hour and they're walking at 6k an hour, I know what's going to happen. I know who's got the advantage there. So they're the ones that will move. Like their intuition, their subconscious will work this out pretty quick and go, whoop, I better move here. And then the rest of the group will say, yeah, you're right, get the fuck over. But they won't really. They'll go back to walking four abreast until the next person comes past. Then they go back to four abreast and the next person comes past. It's like, do we need to write on the ground, stay left? Like, I, I... I think that's actually a good idea. Yeah, I let's, think so. Let's remind people. Dumb it remind down a bit. people. We've the, got the, the we've got the lines on our bike path. Oh, we do that's park run. good. I like lines that. Lines go down the middle of the path. Yeah. But yeah, no I arrows, like so you know, some really simple people just can't get it. Which side they're meant to be on? 
Well, we're in we're on the Great Ocean Road. We get a lot of overseas visitors, and there's signs the whole way along that say "Drive on the left in Australia" <laughs> or "Drive on the left." I'm like, when they put them up, I was I was thinking, are you fucking kidding? Have we just paid for signs to tell us to drive on the left? That seems absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Until one day I was driving in the U.S. And it was early morning and I spent about 10 minutes on the wrong side of the road. Until <laughs> <laughs> someone ends up in the dree. Yeah. like, oh, shit, they should have some signs up here. Stay right. <laughs> no, we got there then for a bit of a moose on the loose. Uh, uh, no, I mean, we could do throwbacks. I should go back. You should go throwbacks. back throwbacks. There'd be a lot of listeners yeah. that haven't heard the early shows. That was when I was good at running. They should definitely go back and remind themselves how good I was at running back. Mm, well, you weren't that good when we started. You probably <laughs> nah, was 2.24 before we started this show. I had the slowest. I was the slowest out of all three. Of I did No, the no. So when we started this show, Moose had just broke. Yeah. Moose had run sub no, two twenty in Berlin. Road to nowhere. It was two twenty four. Uh, roads mm. to not nowhere. Road to Berlin. Road to Berlin. Yeah. I did a podcast interview yesterday of a UK podcast actually, and I was explaining that that if you want to listen to Moose go from two twenty four to two fourteen, you can do it. Mm. It's pretty amazing that you can do that. Mate, the blueprint is there from, for people. Listen from March twenty eighteen to August twenty eighteen. That's that's when I was the number one marathoner on the podcast. <laughs> Wait, were you? Yeah. Yeah, you, going, um, you did 218, You were going all right then too. You were looking like you were going to get quicker. Went but, to Christchurch, yeah. one Christchurch. Then you, then you, then you wore that Benny backpack Saint. that day. Fucking backpack. <laughs> I mean, nearly beat Betty Sane at Sydney 10, come in the stadium with him. Yeah, that was a good race too. Was that like was probably guy, your best race. Yeah. That was your best race. You beat some good runners that day. Who'd you beat, Brad? Tom DeCannon? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, who else was in that one? Ed Goddard? Roger. Oh, Ed Goddard. No, Rogue, Rogues beat me. Rogues was second. It was Benny right. Saint, Rogues, and me. Who you know, fourth? remember the day I got touched up by Rogues at that Aubrey run? Oh, yeah. That was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what that's was right. that one? Because yeah, you, you already spent your prize money. You thought yeah. You had oh, that's back. right. Pub to pub or something in Aubrey. Then yeah. this fucker shows up wearing a Paul Brooks kit, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Never seen him before. Was that on this? Do we record? Yeah, that would have been early yeah, days Yeah, yeah, for well. sure it would have been. It would have, and then he ended up dusting me about the 8K mark, and I was like, this is fucked. I drove to Aubrey for fucking petty <laughs> cash. It was a long way. <laughs> uh. right, what's coming up? Brad, national champs, give us some names, people in action. Yeah, so we've got the 5K start list here. So Stewie's on the list, Ramsden, Rayner, McEntee, Jack Bruce, Isaac, Hayne, Ben Buckingham, uh, Matt Clark, Jude Thomas, Andre Waring, Riley Cox, Adrian Potter, Louie. Uh, so that's in the men's, women, Jess Hull, Rose Davies, Jenny Blundell, Carly Thackeray, Caitlin Adams, Eloise, Nat Rule, Lauren Ryan, uh, Izzy Bat Doyle. Yeah, so. Oh, is that race of the meet? Good fields are in the men's and women's. Um, so they're on Saturday night, the 5K races. When's the 800 on? Uh, I'm not, I don't know. I don't have the timetable. That'd be on. Charlie Hunter's back, I think. So yep. good seeing what he does as well. Anyway, we'll post a link if we find it. Um, all right, what's coming up with you, Moose? What do you got happening? This week, there is not a lot actually happening for me. So what's the, what's this weekend coming up? What, what will day? it be? be like the third or uh, something. Third, third. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, can't think of anything. 
Uh, there is actually something massive happening in my life, but I can't talk about it. So I'll talk about it next week. Um, yeah, it's big, but yeah, it's not a public announcement yet. Can we have guests? Nah, don't guess. Okay. Uh, you might get it. <laughs> um, so I'll talk about that next week. All right. Looking forward to that. Bradley, what are you doing? Uh, track tomorrow and then uh, testing a bit of equipment. It was like Christmas this afternoon when I got home from work. Some uh, New Balance shoes and some Lulu Ooh, lemon gear. Yes, yes, yes. New yeah, Balance so shoes. Looking, yep, New Balance shoes and uh, yeah, Lulu lemon gear. So I was looking forward to wearing and wearing both of those. How good was the Lulu lemon gear? That oh, mate, that showed up today. Ooh, pretty good. I didn't realize we we're getting that much stuff either. Yeah, yeah. That so, is some quality kit. It is quality, isn't it? It's always been too expensive for me to buy Lulu lemon, <laughs> and now I'm just like, oh my god, they're sponsoring the podcast. This is great. Yeah. How times mm. change, eh? Um, that's it, fellas. No interview this week. Or oh, actually, might have one from Luke. No, Luke Matthews has got one for me next week. It was a bit touch and go if it was going to make air this week, but it'll be on next week. So Just uh, on that, that one he did with Josh Kerr, very good. Mm, very brilliant, good. wasn't it? Yeah. Very good. Yep. So I've told him to give me at least one a month, and he's got mm. some good access, and he's, he's a knowledgeable guy. Um, so I know a lot of listeners enjoyed that. So you're going to hear more of Luke going forward. And thank you to our Patreon supporters who make that possible. Yeah, no, they're good. He, he, he's good. good, good well researched. Of, got a bit of empathy about him, like because he knows where it is, and he's now he's just a fat jogger like everyone else. Yeah, and he, it's an interesting job for him because he's been and probably has um, ambitions to get back to that level but he's got to shift all the attention to the person who he's interviewing. And some people wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. All right, yeah. we're done. That's good, episode good number luck. 230. Good luck, Brady, for the Thanks, weekend. Thanks, folks. What, what do you reckon? What position do you want me to come? Oh, well, you can't, third. Yeah. Third. You can't focus third. on position. You can't, you can't control. Two of my training partners are going to be control that. True. What pace do you reckon I can average for 14K? Well, I don't know what the course is like. A couple of hills. Just, Just some good down, though. Just don't bank time early. Just run it even. Yeah, I think you have to on this course. What's the pass mark, you reckon? What K pace? Third, third place. Third place. I've done it before, Moose. Can do it again? Yeah. I mean, you're fitter now than you were. Yeah, true. We'll see. You're a big dog now. You reckon? 220? 220 guy? 219, mate. 219, 53. Oh, yeah, but most recent. Don't forget. Oh, yeah, 220. Yeah. yeah right. 220. I'm just excited to be on the streets of Melbourne. Melbourne's a great running city. So, listeners, if you're out there, say good day. I'll uh, introduce you to my baby if it's post race. See you, boys. We're done. See ya. This episode of the Inside Running Podcast is brought to you by Black Roll, innovation leaders for simple but effective tools that empower you to take your health and performance into your own hands. Head to blackroll.com.au to learn more about their range used by the best athletes in the world.